For you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Happy to have you with us here. Segment brought, or show brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop. And Colin, I think your yeah, mic's no, doing that thing again. I don't know again. why it randomly at times decides to just vibrate, so... It's weird, but I don't want to sit like this the entire time, but I'll figure it out. Well, happy Friday, everyone. Yeah, happy Friday here in the Eastern Panhandle. Nick on vacation beginning that today. He'll be out all next week as well. But guys, it's a Friday, and it's another day and another news piece coming out from the WVSSAC, this time about football and playoff rankings. This is a good thing for a school like Martinsburg or other schools in the state that don't necessarily schedule other teams that are very good. As uh, we get the news this morning via West Virginia Metro News, a new rule passed by the SSAC will tweak football playoff rankings formula and could change the way athletic directors and coaches line up future, future schedules. Uh, Wayne Ryan had detailed it. Basically, the previous system, the teams received points in two ways. First, teams earned points if they defeated a team in a particular class. Wins over Class AAA were 12 points. Class AA were 9 points. Class A were worth 6 points. Additionally, teams earned bonus points based off number of victories. Uh, victories their defeated opponent had victories had basically if a team defeated you defeated the team and that team defeated somebody else you would get bonus points for that uh but the new one this year is it'll just be changed um and it's gonna eliminate the fact that teams don't want to play certain schools because they know they're gonna lose well it doesn't matter that way anymore like martinsburg for instance this year only has nine games scheduled because no one in the Mountain State wants to schedule them, and they've had to go out where, elsewhere outside of the state. And with the way other states work, they just can't find another another game. So this could be a huge advantage for Martinsburg in the coming years, guys. Yeah, it could. So here's uh, the new rule. Any team you play now, you'll receive a bonus point for that game. Even if they win in their class and above, that would be based on 1.2 points for AAA, 0.9 for AA, and 0.6 for single A. And the example they provided was Greenbrier West last year lost to James Monroe in Class A football. James Monroe won 10 regular season games, so 0.6 times 10. Greenbrier East would have picked up six bonus points for going up against James Monroe, even in a loss. So. If teams want to schedule Martinsburg, that would help them get those bonus points. And for Martinsburg, getting bonus points for playing teams out of the state like they have with those difficult teams like last year, like Highland Springs and such. Yeah. This year, Stonebridge. Uh, that will be interesting to see how, how that ends up working out. But we know in the future, Martinsburg has a game scheduled with Hurricane coming up here in the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I like this move. I, that not all losses are equal to each other. As the same that all wins aren't either, but 
and then maybe that's another thing to come into play with the with the scoring later on. But I, I think it's it's something where you know if you lose to a team that's a class below you, or you lose to a team that's a class above you, it's way different. It's it, you should get credit for you know putting up at least a fight against a team that's better than you in that in that sense. So it, you know, Martinsburg or whoever it may be scheduling these harder teams you should get credit for that especially even if you you know get a loss assuming that you don't you know lose by 70 points and you just but even then you know you're 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 trying to put yourself against better competition yeah it'll be interesting to see how teams will actually utilize this will we see martinsburg be able to fill out most of its schedule with in-state teams or is the travel still the big issue there because i mean travel across the state's obviously a huge issue but it'd be interesting to see if morgantown can morgantown university might schedule with martinsburg or even other schools in this area to kind of just tied into almost the college aspect of, in case somebody's not understanding it it'd be like if you saw alabama playing georgia which typically is your number one versus number two teams in the country right yeah the one that loses you could see only flipping one spot or dropping down one spot comparatively to in high school here you, you lose a game you're dropping multiple spots in the rankings like martinsburg did last year where they lost and they fell from first or second in the state down to I believe it was almost sixth at one point so it'll be interesting to see how this all lines out but uh, let's turn our attention to Legion Baseball the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets in action for the final time in the regular season tomorrow the senior squad is as they will host Fort Cumberland Post 13 out of Maryland it's a 6.30 first pitch 6.15 will go on air on radio on Comcast Channel 10 and on WRNR TV on YouTube. Colin, have you been able to find out anything about this Fort Cumberland team? I've not found out much through investigation, but still hoping for a competitive game, which is what you want to see for post-14. One final tough test to have everything fine-tuned up for the area tournament next week, and hopefully you have most of your guys, if not all your guys, back in ready to go as well so they can get their at-bats, get their stuff uh, that they want to take care of before the tournament done. Because so, I know the last two games against North Berkeley, there were only, what, 13 of the 18 kids there, I believe? Yeah, a lot of them were on vacation this week or working. So it's just a matter of, as I talked to Triple a couple weeks ago, he goes, it's not a matter of necessarily getting everybody playing time. You know, making sure everybody's playing and they're getting wins throughout the regular season. It's more of, are they prepared for the playoff run? And there might be some guys back from vacation tomorrow. We don't know yet exactly what the roster is. As he said, as I went out to ask him for a lineup about uh, probably an hour or so before first pitch the other night, he said, I'm just waiting on guys to make sure that they're going to show up. Because obviously people have other schedules. Sometimes things come up, and it's summer baseball, so guys might necessarily not always be there. So you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow. Can will there be more guys there? One and two. Will they? Will the pitching situation. We know Jason Myers is going to get the start tomorrow. Uh, you know, Lane pitched a great game on Wednesday night. Is he ready for the area tournament that'll begin on Tuesday? But the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets don't have to play until Wednesday. 
game on Wednesday against the winner of post 64 and post 60 the North Berkeley squad um, but tomorrow's obviously a kind of let's make sure we got all our ducks in a row for the postseason yeah and it'll be a nice little you can call it a tune-up game if you want to because they're certainly more going to be focused on the area tournament coming up on Wednesday but it's nice for them that they got that bye and they don't have to play on Tuesday it's a big advantage going into that tournament so and they should be favored obviously with what they did against North Berkeley earlier this week so obviously obviously that extra game gives them that extra leg up yeah uh looking over to the junior squad they'll begin their run at the area tournament i believe in bridgeport on sunday they don't know their opponent yet it'll be against either bridgeport i believe it's bridgeport i could be i know elkins is one of elkins elkins might be the the team that i'm thinking of here uh i'm trying to pull it up it's tough when it's different because of... I was trying to pull up their game changer, but I couldn't find it. So basically, they'll play the winner of a game tomorrow, I believe. I don't have the schedule. I can't find it on Game Changer, and I can't find it on the Junior West Virginia Legion baseball uh, kind of thing. So they'll play on Sunday, but they're automatically qualified for the state tournament already, so their run won't end on Sunday. Uh, they'll continue to the state tournament, which I believe is next week. Yeah, it'll just uh, be whether or not they go into that state tournament as a better seed because they're the region champion or region runner-up, I believe. Yeah. All right, Dylan, cue the music. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. At 1400 Shepherdstown Road and online at ParsonsFord.com, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On their side of this break, we'll talk WVU football as well as Big 12 as the Big 12 media days going on the other day. Plus, Shepherd Athletics announced their 2023 Hall of Fame class, a familiar name on there. We'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You've been tuned, you're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. From breathtaking outdoors to unique local eats, world-class geocaching, and thriving local culture, Martinsburg, Berkeley County, West Virginia is where you can live your adventure. Berkeley County offers fantastic outdoor experiences, from our rugged hiking paths to scenic nature paths, public parks, fishing streams, and nature preserves. Cap off your outdoor adventures with a stroll through historic downtown Martinsburg. Join us and immerse yourself in our rich local history and scenic surroundings. Check out upcoming events and plan your adventure at TravelWV.com. 
Join us at the Berkeley County Youth Fair for eight action-packed days of fun for the whole family, August 5th through August 12th. Featuring all your favorites, the best in fair food, the best in carnival rides, and the best in live entertainment. Come support the area youth. See all their hard work at the activities and shows daily. We can't wait to see you at the Berkeley County Youth Fairgrounds, 2419 Golf Course Road in Martinsburg. Follow us on Facebook for Fair Week updates or download the new BCYF app. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. You can't touch this. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Nick on vacation for the next week. He's going to catch a Braves game tomorrow, and he's going to the beach after that, so that should be fun. Yeah. Mark a ballpark off the list. It's a nice stadium, and then, of course, the Braves are playing really good baseball right now, too, so getting to see that. Best team in the league right now. Yeah. I don't blame him for wanting to go to a Braves game and check out new uh, Truist Park. I mean, what's only five years old? Yeah, I'd so. say in that neighborhood at least. Yeah, so I mean, it's a new ballpark. Gets to cross it off the list. I, I'm which jealous means I have of not that. Into that stadium. Yeah, which means you one. have to make a trip to Atlanta yeah. now, Colin. Now that I think of it, I'm <laughs> pretty sure I went to the old one. If yeah, yeah, completely forgot that they got a new stadium. All right. Well, the Big Twelve Media Days held down, I believe, either at Cowboy Stadium or yes. at the Star. I don't know which one. I think it might have been both. They, it's Jerry World, but so. that's far. Away. The start Frisco is different than than it was Jerry uh, World. The stadium. Okay, it was. In, yeah. I wasn't sure which one. I know they both looked the same because uh, the Conference USA used to have their basketball tournament at the start the Frisco. Okay. So they all they all look the same. Uh, but Neil Brown caught up with the media yesterday. It was about an eight minute press conference. Um, Mountaineer Sports Network's own Tony Caridi caught up with him. It's cut in half so we'll play that now as uh, it was not too happy about the uh the way the media poll had portrayed his team but it's motivation inside at&t stadium big 12 media days tony caridi along with neil brown he's fresh off the podium you just gave your general press conference you have been always very good at addressing topics before the actual questions start as to what you want to get off of your mind and you began today with uh west virginia's placement in the preseason poll talk a little bit about your thoughts on that and how you've dealt with that with the team uh well we dealt with it head on you know uh, we had a team meeting. I was on vacation uh, the week previous when it came out. Team meeting on Tuesday, and we brought it up. And we brought it up in a way that said, hey, this is what's out here. This is lazy reporting. This is why it's lazy reporting. And this is why not only do I believe in myself, our staff, but also the systems we have in place. And most importantly, we believe in you, the player. And and I started. And I went down. I, I listed probably a little more colorful, like I said, and a little more colorful in the team meeting. But – if you look at we 132 starts on the offensive line, and if you're good on the offensive line, you got a chance to win a lot of football games. Our running back room's deep. We're going to be really athletic at quarterback. I think we're going to get the best quarterback we've played in, in play that we've had in five years. Uh, our receiver group is remade, but it's it's made in the fact that we've got size and experience, and then we've got some speed, and that's what we were really missing was the speed aspect on defensively. We've got an all-league player at each level, Sean Martin, Lee Coba, Aubrey Burks. We went. Our, our weakness last year was in secondary. We're very aware of that. We went out and added two all-conference players, 
and guys that have all started double-digit games. And so that's going to be a much improved group. And so, and then our specialists, I think we have the best long snapper in the country. Our punters got a chance to be an all-conference player, and we use scholarships on returners. And so the, the feeling in our building is that we're going to be much better, and the best way to deal with it is just address it right up front. What was your sense that you got from the team as you were giving them the facts and the figures? Yeah, this is a group that has confidence, right? And, and there's a chip on our shoulder because of how we performed last year. But there's also some confidence of how we finished, you know, beating Oklahoma, beating Oklahoma State on the road. You know, and a lot of these guys played leading roles in, in those games. And so there is a confidence that this team has. There's a hunger that this team has. And what that poll did was that just made it, you know, I talked about it had a chip on our shoulder. That might be a rock now, you know, that's in, and I think it's going to be a good thing in the long run because I can tell you, we had a, we had a team run right after that and guys were competing. They were getting after it. What is the most pressing issue you want to resolve in August camp? Well, I think if you start this, but go by phase is offensively, we've got to continue to work on our explosive pass game and, the quarterback position, I think, will clear up. You know, somebody will go win that job. That won't necessarily be a decision that I make. Either Garrett or Nico will go win that job. Um, we got to see who's going to be the most consistent at receiver. On defense, we got to figure out what the rotation is going to be at D-line. We've got bodies, but who's made that jump from spring ball to fall camp? And then, you know, who's going to step up a Will linebacker? You know, that's probably as big a question as we have in our program is who's going to step up and fill that role. We have several guys that are, that are candidates for that. And then I'm looking forward to watching the, the secondary gel. You know, we're going to be much improved, not only with the transfers, but the guys that are here, uh, Jacoby Spells and Andrew Wilson-Lamp and Marcus Floyd. Those guys are going to be significantly better when we lace it up against Penn State compared to when we finish versus Oklahoma State. You know, it's a classic West Virginia setup when West Virginians are told something they're not supposed to be able to do, normally good things happen. Yeah, we look forward to proving them wrong. You know, it's like we've said this a lot. You either prove them right or prove them wrong. And this is going to be a football team that is going to prove the media here in the Big 12 wrong in a lot of ways. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. Well, you heard it there first. This is the team that is going to prove the Big 12 media wrong. Colin said it the other day. I have that cut for future reference if it does come back to bite him. But Neil Brown is trusting the climb and trusting – you're trusting. Got you guys no both are saying the same things. You got no other choice than to trust the climb if you're a true fan. Well, right? I don't know. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> The, it's one. I, I, obviously, you're going to use this kind of thing as motivation. Bulletin board material, right? I mean, Nick Saban it makes you know, and Dabo Swinney over at Alabama rattles. What is what is what is uh, Nick Saban say? Rattlesnake poison or something like that. They'll use anything as bulletin board material. Put a chip on their shoulder. But what has Neil Brown done at this school? to give the media any faith in him he says they're going to be better but it's year it's year five what are we what are we doing here like (laughs) this team's supposed to have been better by now jt daniels was supposed to be the guy that fixed things and he wasn't so i I have no reason to have faith in neil brown at this point yeah it's as as uh nick saban would say that's rat poison Yeah, yeah, that's his phrase. I couldn't remember what his phrase was. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's a pivotal year. We all know that. Ren Baker, 
when he came in, it was kind of like this was his prove-it year. Now he's going to be play-calling. We learned about that yesterday during the show. Dylan, you weren't here yesterday. What's your take on him retaking over play-calling um, after Graham Harrell left for Purdue? Obviously, I you know you would have hoped that Graham Harrell could have stuck around, but it, you know if it was kind of inevitable with the things there. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it, again, I don't really have a lot of faith that in him as a coach and a play caller in general. So I expect this to be his his last year at this point. So I, I'm I'm not seeing the turnaround, honestly. Colin, I, I, what, I do not trust the climb, unfortunately. Colin, your take on what Dylan's saying? I don't know. I don't think the play calling can get any worse. So hopefully it can get better with him now taking over because last year it was bad. Yeah, Everybody I mean, cannot understand that. He knows that. Do you blame it on Harold? Do you blame it on Brown? I, I don't know, but do you blame it on the quarterback situation, the offense together, the injuries exactly. last year? There, I mean, there was like, a whole there's bunch a lot put of together that you could make excuses for this team, but I completely agree. It's put up or shut up time. They got their guys there now, so hopefully it's the put up time. And Colin, you've been wanting to talk about this all week long. Uh, the unofficial depth chart has been released ahead of those media days. It's labeled as Garrett Green or Nico Marquial as the starter. So that means it's got Garrett Green with the leg up, essentially, which everybody knows he's got the leg up. He's the guy that knows the offense. Yeah, you can look at it that way. You could look at they just, you know, put it in alphabetical order or whatnot. But it shows that there's that quarterback competition and that's what you like to see amongst those two guys green has the experience nico's your top recruit quarterback that's supposed to shine and be the future face of this team and you don't know if whether that future is now or if they trust green because he knows a little bit more with his experience and hopefully off-season improvement which i've seen a little bit i mean for example we was able to go be a counselor at the Manning Passing Academy a few weeks ago. So hopefully just learning different things has helped him and whoever the quarterback is can lead this team to much-needed improvement. Yeah, looking at the running back or depth chart, C.J. Donaldson has the number one spot. Not shocking there. Uh, Jalen Anderson, Justin Johnson is the or factor for the backup spot, the secondary running back role. I you think all three guys will going to see time at some point this season Jalen Anderson being listed first not sure if that's a last name alphabetical thing or it's the fact that they've seen something early on maybe in spring ball that they thought they liked I mean you saw him last year get 35 carries 275 yards and two touchdowns in six games for the Mountaineers Uh, I mean that could potentially be a a three-headed monster yeah, I wouldn't put much stock into who's listed first in an or and when they're listed kind of even on on the depth chart. Uh, this team's going to have to run the ball a good bit though, with if especially if it's going to be Garrett Green at quarterback. So him and C.J. Donaldson should be like solid running the ball, but I just don't I don't I don't know if Garrett Green or Markial, if he ends up winning the the QB battle, is going to be able to really do a whole lot through the air, especially losing guys like Bryce Ward Bryce Ford Wheaton to the NFL as well. So that's part of the reason. Like it's just the the coaching and sort of the recruiting for who they have on the roster. Wave Dylan. Oh my fault here, sorry. 
I know you're over there slacking on the VMix. Hey, so it's day one. Change my camera. It's over day one. Help you out a little bit. All right, uh, a familiar name on the listed on the the depth chart for receivers uh, in the Z receiver spot as the OR spot is on the secondary spot is Hudson Clement, who obviously was redshirted last year, uh, coming in as a preferred walk on the twenty twenty. West Virginia State Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, a guy that got some run in spring ball. He, I believe, he dressed last year for a couple of games at home, uh, but didn't get to play. But could be the year where he could shine in camp and potentially steal a spot. Yeah, I can't remember of, if he got to go in against Towson or not. I think he dressed for Towson. Right. I don't know if he ended up playing though. Hopefully, we get to see him. We we know how talented he is and how hardworking he is. So even if we don't see him this year. If he stays, I think we'd see him in the future still because of those two qualities in his game, and hopefully he keeps fighting for that. But the the offense, I feel like, is a strength, but more, as you kind of heard there with Coach Brown say, they need their explosive passing game to improve. So I think, uh, especially with Donaldson as your running back number one, you need him to lead that offense in the ground game to be that three-headed monster to go back to almost kind of what it was last year. However, no Tony Mathis Jr. this year because of him, I believe, uh, transferring. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ren Baker also caught up with Tony Caridi uh, from the Mountaineer Sports Network yesterday at the Media Days. Dylan, queued up. West Virginia University Athletic Director Ren Baker. I'm Tony Caridi at Big 12 Media Days. So, this is your first stint here as West Virginia's athletic director. However, you know the state of Texas very well. What's it like to come in and see the this, this, this spectrum of all of this? Well, the first thing I say is hot. I mean, so uh, when we arrived with the players and we stepped off the plane yesterday, they were like, oh, my God, what is this? I was like, this is summer in Texas, man. Like, this is not – I think we we left dinner last night when we took them to a steakhouse. It was 96 at 930 at night. and uh, But uh, it's great to be uh, back. So many familiar faces. Um, you know, for me, I know a lot of people in the league, a lot of the media members grew up in this area, um, certainly lived here for six and a half years. But to be able to come back with um, with – uh, our student athletes and, and uh, Coach Brown and, and be able to um, really get to hang out and do some things uh, here. It's, it's been really fun. Neil has had his time at the podium. He addressed West Virginia's predicted finish in the preseason media poll as the athletic director, as the as a former head coach as well. What does that do as far as motivation goes? I'll tell you, for me, I always liked for people to feel slight. I like to feel slighted. Um, I think that's great. Uh, it gives you a little extra juice. I can tell you our kids are not happy about it. We don't think that's uh, where, where we are from a talent perspective, from an experience perspective. We're not going to finish last. And, and I, there's a resolve in our program and around it. And, and, and I hope across the state, I hope people are intending to show up, uh, fight with us, fight, uh, fight for us, and, le- and let's prove everybody wrong together. There's lots of people who like to question uh, West Virginia and WVU uh, so uh, let's let's show our resolve and, and prove ourselves. Conference-wise, the first year that we've got the four newcomers, so now for this year we'll be at 14. Do you have a feel, do you get a sense as to what the next iteration of this league is going to be? I'm really excited about it. I mean, when you look at um, – 
for us personally, being able to get some Eastern-based, uh, just people, some teams in our same time zone like that alone will be will be helpful. But certainly the Cincinnati rivalry, you bring in BYU that has a lot of tradition and a national uh, following. Um, but I also love the addition of UCF. So to use a uh, a, a culture type term, UCF is new money. You know, like they're they're uh, they're really late uh, Johnny come lately, and um, you know they're uh, but they're they're creative, they're innovative, they're thoughtful in the way they do things. Um, they push you know the boundaries. A team like that coming into a tradition rich conference like this, I think, is very good for the league. It'll it'll challenge all of us. Um, you know, a, a program like ours, we need to be doing a lot of creative and innovative things, and and uh, and so I think the makeup of the league is really strong going forward. Um, there are some opportunities for potential expansion, and you've heard the commissioner talk a lot about that. Um, we're open for business, as he as he says. But I also think the membership that we currently have uh, heading into the future is going to be really strong, and I think the future is really bright. Mountaineer Athletic Director Ren Baker, appreciate the time. Hey. That was obviously Tony Caridi from the Mountaineer Sports Network catching up with Ren Baker, the athletic director at WVU. It's good to see him kind of get out of all that basketball and not talk have to talk about that and, and talk about the future of uh, the Big 12 and be in, talk about football, get football hitting center stage rather than trying to deal with all the drama from the basketball squad. Speaking of the Big 12, they are – uh, taking a look at potentially getting themselves in the national spotlight more uh, by, quote, exploring playing on football on Thursdays and Fridays. Colin shaking his head over there, and I totally agree with you. Imagine a Friday night game in Morgantown, and you have University playing at home and Morgantown playing at home. It would just be a disaster for everyone involved. No, you can do certain primetime games on those days. That That's fine with me. But college football is meant to be Saturdays. A weekend by itself, period, end of story. We are not a group of five conference in the Big 12. It's supposed to be a power five. Play them on Saturdays. Your TV contract is fine. You, you don't need to change it. To go have, in your mind, primetime games on a Thursday or Friday where everybody's watching you. That's not the case. There, there's still plenty of teams that are going to be watched in the Big 12 and have these primetime ESPN or Fox Sport 1 games. So just the idea in of itself, please don't do Don't even think about it anymore. I mean, it's it's kind of inevitable that... All of these conferences are probably going to expand out to as much prime time as they can possibly. I mean, try it's to just get. like the NFL. They, I mean, we yeah. saw it during COVID. They played a game on every day of the week during the COVID season, and some of it unintentional. But, some of it yeah, unintentional, but that's the future of sports. The future of big time sports. They want to take over every day of the week, not just one day a week and then three nights. Right, because if you have five Big 12 games on between noon and 3.30 at you know, on a Saturday, none of those games are going to get the ratings that a game at Bingo, it's all Thursday ratings. at 8 o'clock would get on, on ESPN all by itself when it's the only game that's on, or one of the one of the only games that's on, as opposed to being one of 20. I mean, that's, that's all it is. It's higher ratings, more money. 
It's it's endless growth. It's endless pro- like you have to maximize profit no matter what. I feel That's like you're going to lose is. ticket revenue and how much will viewership actually go up on a Thursday or Friday? Maybe a Friday would be fine because you're still going into a weekend. But thinking of a Thursday night game, especially in the Big 12 with how much travel it is now because of the expansion and how spread out these new teams, including West Virginia, are compared to the rest of the Big 12, you're not going to have a lot of people traveling. And if it's a Thursday night game, you still got work the next day to think about for your fan base that potentially because of that might not go to the game. So is it going to be sold out? Or are they going the route of making it like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday type situation where there's still games in the afternoon on a Thursday or Friday, which I don't think would work either. The the problem they is... They didn't say it was going to be night games. They just said they wanted to play Thursday, Fridays, and if it works out, to still be a game that everybody's going to watch on a national level having to play at noon... They might go for it. No, they won't. That's not ridiculous. That's ridiculous to even talk about. It is ridiculous, about. but it's ridiculous. No, it's not it something they would ever do. It's to it's, play on a Thursday, Friday for the entire season. They probably meant nights. They're not going to play in the middle of the day. You don't see sports happening in the middle of the day on Thursdays and Fridays unless do they're you golf see tournaments. Every single conference game on a Thursday or Friday, though. There would only be a handful. I mean, the, the Big Twelve. There if they, is. If they say that their their competition on a Thursday or Friday is the Pac-12 or the AAC, then they can go go with that. They're not going to play, you know, on a, a work day. They're not going to play while people are at work. It's going to be prime time, like you know, seven thirty, eight, eight thirty, that sort of thing. But the problem with what you're talking about, Colin, they probably would lose some ticket sales and and revenue and stuff like that. But the problem is we're seeing this across media, the media landscape in general when it comes to live sports and live events is that these companies are willing to sacrifice the revenue from ticket sales because it's wholly and exponentially outmatched by the money that they get from TV, their TV deals. Like if you say you lose some thousands and thousands of dollars in ticket revenue from playing a game on you're Thursday, millions. but you're getting and millions from ESPN. Mm-hmm. To for doing it, then they're going to take that every time. And I believe ticket sales are a university thing. The money from the TV deals, that's rev share. So they're sharing the, the revenue. The conference is dividing up the money between each school. So Because, so yeah, the Big 12 is going to look at West Virginia and say, well, if it's not our problem if you have high school games that people want to go to instead. It's not our problem. We're going to yeah. take the TV money. Yeah. Obviously, that's the way business is going. Uh, but we'll have more talks about West Virginia football, obviously, as things get closer to the season. And we'll have the press conference show every Tuesday and then the Neil Brown Coaches Show, and I believe every Thursday throughout the fall on the radio side of things. The We'll turn our attention to Shepard. Shepard University Athletic Hall of Fame will induct four new members at the annual induction ceremony on Saturday, September 30th to the store ballroom on the Shepard campus. Football player, former football player, Ricky Schmidt, class of 07. Nathan Minich, baseball player, class of 2012. Jamie Ritchie, soccer, men's soccer player, class of 06. Join longtime assistant football coach Josh Klein, class of 03, as the 37th class to be inducted. The Fantastic Four bring the total number of inductees in Shepherd Athletics Hall of Fame to 166. They'll be honored at the Shepherd Shippensburg football game later on the Saturday, September 30th, as part of the Hall of Fame weekend festivities. Uh, but obviously looking at the the most notable name there, I would say, is going to be Josh Klein. 
He's a guy that you can still see around Shepherd football today as an assistant coach who we've heard Coach McCook talk about him so much. He's like the heart and soul of the coaching staff because he's been there. He's been true to the coaching staff, true to the university since he graduated, I believe. He was a defensive lineman until 2002 with the class of 03, and I believe he's been on the staff ever since in a, in a, part, in a portion, somehow on the staff ever since. Yeah, Shepard's put out a number of really good defensive players through the years under under Josh Klein, a defense coordinator. So it's good for him to go in, whether it's as a player, or as a coach, or as a, in in general. He's been a big part of the football program for a, a long time now. Yeah, all of the guys well diver- deserving. Excuse me. So congrats to all four for this honor, and looking forward to the Shippensburg game to where they get recognized. But Colin. You're not all too happy about this. You want them to to throw out the eligibility requirements and put Tyson Bajan in immediately. That is true. He deserves it. Listen, even even the I mean, he deserves it. He's got to wait ten years. That's the the process. Make an exception. He, he's the greatest player to play there. Period. End of story. I mean, he's still going to be in ten years, though. You know? Yeah, but yeah. All right, Dylan, wait cue the music. No. Yeah, we don't have to wait ten years for the build to start building the statue, though. Exactly. Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break. Talk some NFL topics. Aaron Rodgers with another interesting quote uh, yesterday about the hard knocks coming to the New York Jets. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 back in two minutes. flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. WV Medicine welcomes 10 new providers to our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Health Associates East. Two hospitalists, Dr. Vamsi Amanchi and Dr. Aparna Bahara. Five providers in emergency medicine, Dr. Douglas Binkelman, Dr. Michael McCullough, Dr. Melissa Natali, and nurse practitioners Sylvia Purdy and Leslie Purcell. And three specialists, Dr. William Ware, pediatrics, nurse practitioners Brittany Johnson, OBGYN, and Kristen Renzi, cardiology. Welcome to WVU Medicine. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. 
Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. All right, Dylan, it's still your first day on the board, I see. I'm doing my best John Gilstrap impression. Oh, that's not nice. John's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Sports fan. Hey, if you're watching on TV 10 on WRNR TV, or not WRNR TV on YouTube, on the TV 10 Facebook page, you will notice a little different. I have the talk rated WRNR poster in the background on the window that you normally see behind Nick. Dylan's behind the board today uh, with Nick on vacation. I decided to switch it up. Let me run the TV side for a week. Uh, we've both made errors. How about that? Yeah, it happens, you know. It happens. Hit the, hit the you're button, not used hit, to doing something. Yeah, there's three buttons to hit when we come back. and it Yeah, hit it is tough. All right, let's uh, talk some football. Obviously, we got the announcement this week that the Jets were selected to be on hard knocks. Uh Aaron Rodgers at the American Century Championship, the Pro-Am out there in, where are they? Where is that? I know what it, Lake Tahoe. That's where it ah, is. there you go. Lake Tahoe. Uh, he said yesterday in a quote, or maybe this morning, uh, I wish we had the quote pulled up. I have it. it's No, I meant like oh. on, on the play. He said, quote, they forced, a, they forced it down our throats, end quote. Pardon? That's all he said. So they force it down our throats, and we have to deal with it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I understand. Probably not everyone likes having hard knocks around. I thought he'd be the one that'd be the biggest fan out of all of it. I doubt it. He always loves being in the spotlight. I feel like every uh, he doesn't like being in the spotlight. He just comes in the spotlight. Yeah, intentionally, clearly, intentionally. He he's. He's just—it's not his fault. Millions of people tune into Pat McAfee's show. Listen, I think another just, reason why he likes being in the spotlight—he could say no. I think the general—they're his buddies. I think the general thing is just Aaron Rodgers is a big old weirdo. Like, yes, he kind of does like having all the attention on him, but only when he very specifically chooses it. That's true. So he want—he's a very, very much like when I when I—it's not my time when I don't want it on me. Get it as far away as possible the man you know went and sat in a dark room for two weeks or whatever he did uh so uh, having cameras following around from hbo is probably not the kind of attention that he would like he likes to just put out when he has something to say that's when he's like here come here yeah basically he only likes that's why you don't really hear from him a lot i mean you do hey you know uh we were just talking about this off the air uh, I was going, I saw this quote thing. The Federal Reserve credited Taylor Swift with boosting the U.S. economy with her tour. You know who was rocking out to Taylor Swift at Meadowlands? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's he was okay fine. with the camera there. Sick of yeah, guys. but see, that he's at an event. He's got to think somebody's got to put a camera on him. He's in New York now, so we better get used to it. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
Jets, speaking of the Jets, they and star defensive tackle Quinnen Williams have reached a $96 million deal, four-year contract extension, $66 million guaranteed. It's the largest guarantee in franchise history, surpassing C.J. Mosley's $51 million as a free agent in 2019. Williams, 25, who had one year remaining on his rookie deal, is now signed through 2027. Um, obviously, that shores up the defensive line a little bit more for the Jets could this be the year they go on a run guys with their AA run well it's first of all it's a very deserved extension for Quinn and Williams he's more than deserved it like to be the second highest paid defensive tackle in the NFL I wouldn't say he's the second best but it's just kind of a matter of whoever is the last guy to get paid is going to be the highest paid unless there's a guy on the market you know like an Aaron Donald where it's like well okay you can be the highest paid other than other than him so uh, i think the jets are gonna have that same really good defense south gardner and quinn and williams and the like uh they don't really still have a elite edge rusher for uh off the edge kind of the same way that the ravens don't but rogers should be a good enough improvement at quarterback to where you should make the playoffs or at least you're going to expect to there's a lot of good teams in the afc though i don't think it's a guarantee that they make the playoffs i kind of still slot them in around that seven seed so i think if anyone surprises they i wouldn't be shocked whatsoever if they missed the playoffs but it would be a massive disappointment i have them making the playoffs when we talked about it a few weeks ago uh, out of the changes of what teams make what teams miss so I like this signing. I, I think uh, the Jets' young defense could be a top-five defense in the NFL, potentially, and he's definitely going to lead them along with Sauce Gardner, and then Rodgers offensively is a big boost. So, But I agree with Dylan. Probably only a wild card, not a division winner, and even as a wild card, they're still right on that bubble because of being in the AFC. All right, last uh, point there for the segment. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On their side of this break, we'll wrap things up. Talk a little Nats and O's, the new Baseball America, or I believe it's Baseball America, top 100 prospects released. Uh, Nationals' second overall pick this year jumps above the first overall pick. We'll talk about that as well as the All-Star break. Teams getting back after the All-Star break on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. When will I be able to retire? How do I make the most of the money I have? 
How do I leave a lasting legacy to my loved ones? I'm Philip McCoy, financial advisor with the Marius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. Call us today at 304-263-4343 to help you make the most of your financial future. Our office is located at 1270 Winchester Avenue, Martinsburg, West Virginia. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Trying to copy uh, Rob Mario, I see, Dylan. Listen, just because I'm not Italian doesn't mean I can't appreciate the best show ever made, The Sopranos. This is his intro. We're taking his intro again. We took his original intro, and now we're taking this segment intro. The segment is brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us here for the final uh, three or four minutes here as we wrap things up on this edition of The Sopranos. Sports Mix. We'll talk Nats and O's. Uh, this Nats, is actually Mike's intro. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Well, you're right. <laughs> it's good taste regardless. Uh, Nats on the road to begin the post-All-Star break. They are in St. Louis to take on the Cardinals, 8-15 tonight. Then it'll be 7-15 tomorrow, I believe, and then 2-15 on Sunday. We'll join game tomorrow in progress after the Legion game tonight. It'll be Trevor Williams on the mound. The Nats trying to continue their winning ways from the All-Star break um, as they uh, or before the All-Star break as they were able to beat the Texas Rangers in the series 2-1 to one and have a pretty good last couple of weeks before the All-Star break. But uh, that'll still to be determined if they're able to continue that going. The O's host the Marlins this weekend. The Marlins, a great team coming into uh, the could-be-soon-to-be-homeless no. Baltimore Orioles. Nice try. I mean, can the Angelos family just stop being cheap? Like, Is, is that what's happening here? Is, is it just like trying to haggle over how much it's going to cost to renew the lease? It's not only that. I think they're talking about expansion. They want to expand somehow, some way for Camden Yards. And they're probably talking about how much that would cost also. Correct. So, I mean, just... So I, I think the lease will be fine. It's just whether or not we see an expansion or any improvements, which, yes, they need some, but it's still one of the best ballparks in the MLB. All right. Well, the Baseball America released their top, their updated top 100 prospects following uh, the MLB draft. Dylan Cruz checks in at number four for the Nationals. Paul Skeen's at number six, so the Nats get the second overall pick. They pick Dylan Cruz. He's better projected on Baseball Americas than the first overall pick, so that, that's a win there. James Wood at number five. Brady House at number 94 for the Orioles. Jackson Holiday checks in at number two. And the number one prospect 
technically is Ellie De La Cruz. He hasn't reached his prospect graduation yet by technicality, but he will here soon. And 20 games before yeah. he does it, you know. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix Legion Baseball on tomorrow, 6-15 pregame, and then it will be 6-30 for the first pitch. Tonight you can get to Washington Nationals Baseball, 7-45, 8-15 for the pregame coverage. For Dylan Bishop, Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you Monday. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in Sports Coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.